Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. And so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Today's podcast is our stock up and stock down podcast where we just tell a little bit of the the rankings. I just did my weekly rankings update and noticed the players that I had their stock rising and some of the ones that I had their stock falling. And so I'll give this little report here. Uh, these are mostly not top-end guys, but I noticed there was a lot of shuffling around this week in kind of the mid-tier um, set of guys. And so, But that's fun to talk about because those are the ones that are rising and that are important in our on our teams. So let's start with stock rising. Stock rising first for running backs, I have uh, Ido Smith from Atlanta. I moved him up to my running back number 37. Um, he's been playing more than 40% of the snaps these last three weeks and is definitely like a regular part of their offense now. I think Atlanta is trying to get a really clear idea on what they have in Edo Smith because they know there's a change coming here, likely to let uh, Coleman go in free agency. And so we think that uh, they're taking this look and they have all the reasons to believe that they, they have what could be their backup or their kind of number one and two punch with Freeman next year. You know, Freeman's on the IR this year, and I honestly believe, if you've been listening to me, that he's way past his prime and he's uh, likely to get hurt again next year. Uh, just feel like he's that's the situation that he's in. And so I think at the very least, Smith and Freeman will be the ones sharing this pretty explosive offense uh, backfield next year in this offense. But I suspect that uh, soon Ito uh, Smith will surpass Foreman and be the lead back either due to injury or just straight up performance. So Ito Smith is rising up to number 37. Uh, next uh, running back that I have rising, I moved um, Dion Lewis from Tennessee up to running back number 40. Um, it's clear that Tennessee's made Dion their lead back. So Derrick Henry, so long, man. Uh, Henry uh, may get some goal line touches just like he did on uh, Monday night against the Cowboys. Um, but all the yards that are going to be made on the ground and in the air are going to Dion. Uh, this offense looked good for the first time. I'm wondering if maybe over the bye week they actually did something to make some sort of shift. They certainly made the shift in Dion, you know, being the lead back. But I think there may be more to it than that. Maybe they've made some some scheme changes that will uh, really feature him and maybe just get this offense on track. We were all so high on their offense thinking this new coaching staff was going to do something great, but they've been pathetic overall this year. But maybe this is the change in the back half of the season will give opportunities. I know for uh, Lewis, myself, I'm going to be trying to make some trades for him here before the trade deadline. Third running back that I have moving up the ranks is uh, Spencer Ware from Kansas City. I moved him up to my running back number 55. It felt like Kansas City this last week made a real concerted effort to get Ware the ball, uh, particularly um, in the passing game. There were definitely a few design plays that were just for him. And as a result, I was just reminded of what a great player he is. You know, it was just a few years ago that he was thought to be like a top 15 running back before his injury. I remember um, having him in one of my dynasty leagues and and really looking at him as like a key asset, like a key part of my team. And then he got injured and I was fortunate enough to be able to draft um, Hunt uh, largely because I wanted to just kind of nab that whole backfield. But uh, that year when he got hurt um, really 
was the year that everyone thought that it was going to be his backfield. And so I think he's a great player. Um, and I'd love to have a, you know, love having these kind of high powered backups on my team in case someone is to get hurt. But it also seems like this could be kind of a change of pace or at least a passing down back type of role that they're trying to get uh, to give him. Honestly, just on a talent level, talent wise, I believe he's probably better than 50% of the starting running backs in the NFL. Um, he just happens to be buried behind uh, one of the very best in Kareem Hunt. All right, moving on to receivers. Um, this will be kind of fun just because I have three rookies uh, at, that I had moving up the boards, and I kind of look back at how I ranked them uh, in my rookie rankings before the draft, before the draft this last year, and to see kind of how that's changed compared to where I have them now. So first uh, rookie definitely moving fast up the board um, is Marquise Valdez-Scantling from Green Bay. Um, I moved him up to my wide receiver 38. Um, he only had three catches last week on six targets, but he made the most of all of them, uh, turning him into 101 yards. Um, but what's best of all is that he had 81% of the snaps and has earned Rodgers' trust. It seems pretty clear on that. Um, last year in the rookie draft, I had him ranked number 44, so the 44th ranked rookie overall. Um, but if I was to like redo my rankings, which I think I'm going to kind of go back and do that just to just to do the exercise and see if I was ranking again today compared to um, just after the draft, um, I would probably put him as a top 20 rookie. Um, so the reason that he's higher than these other guys that I mentioned that I, that I had ranked higher in the rookie draft, I still believe in their their talent overall, is really for him it's because he has Rodgers throwing him the ball. Um, situations change, and, and we get it wrong on players. And so part of me saying, yeah, I got it wrong uh, by having him number 44 overall. He's definitely way better than that now. He also has Rodgers throwing to him. His key, uh, his key skill is his speed. And so he's the, he's the speedy guy that, um, that Rodgers can trust him. Second wide receiver that I had moving up was Anthony Miller from Chicago. I moved him up to 39, so like just right behind Valdez Scantling. And I was much higher on him in the rookie rankings than most other experts. Um, if you look at all the other websites and stuff like that where people are ranking the rookies, um, I was definitely way higher on Anthony Miller last year. I had him in my rookie rankings as my number 10 player overall and my number two uh, wide receiver ranked just behind DJ Moore. Um, as, for, as for him moving up the ranks, it's just that he's been way more involved in the offense the last uh, three weeks, was targeted 19 times over that span. Um, as for him, like his skill is what I call uh, the kind of my ball mentality. He's he's super tough and knows how to uh, knows how to make those contested catches. So um, I'm super high on Anthony Miller as I was in the draft. And third guy that I have moving up is uh, DJ Moore from Carolina. I moved him all the way up to my wide receiver number forty. He was my number nine ranked rookie last year, so he was my number one ranked receiver. Uh, just behind, or I mean, just ahead of um, Anthony Miller. So number nine overall. Um, his uh, best skill is his run after catch ability. And so that's really what say, sets him apart is his run after catch. Um, Carolina seems to have recognized that. But my big worry with them is I don't think that they have the type of, of offense that can really take advantage of his skills. I remember when he was drafted by Carolina, I was not happy with that, where he landed. And so far, uh, I feel like they've justified my feelings that they're not the type of team and the type of offense that, that knows how, even though it, it appears that they're trying. So 
that's kind of fun to review those three rookies. Uh, Valdez Scantling at 39, Anthony Miller, or, or Scout Scantling at 38, Anthony Miller at 39, and DJ Moore at 40. Uh, kind of a clump of rookies there in my rankings. As for moving up, stock moving up, I've got two tight ends, uh, Nick Vanette from Seattle. Um, I, I moved him up to my tight end number 30. And we're back to what I thought at the start of the season. If you've listened or followed uh, my website, you would know that I've uh, said that I think Vanette is really the the one who's going to win this job and be the the starting tight end for Seattle. And then there was all the craziness of things that happened there at the start of the year um, with Disley going off and everyone got a little hyped about Ed Dixon coming back. But the fact is that um, Vanette has come back and now I think he's won the job and it's just back to the way that I thought it would be. Um, I think he's the tight end to own in Seattle. Um, he's young. He's big. Uh, he's been in Seattle's system longer than everyone else. I think that makes a big difference. And I think they're, uh, there's no looking back now. I think uh, that he's going to be their most involved tight end. And Russell Wilson loves throwing uh, to tight ends. Second tight end that I have moving up my boards is Jeff Hireman from Denver. Um, I moved him up to uh, right behind Vanette in my tight end number 31. Um, I guess we know who's going to get the passes now that uh, Demarius Thomas trade has happened, right? Um, Hireman, uh, he played in 71% of the snaps, caught 10 of 11 balls thrown his way. Um, he's young. He has a chance to establish himself on, um, and, and really become the long-term solution at tight end, particularly while Jake Butt, the one that everyone's hoping for, is on IR. Uh, Butt's not proven anything. And so I think if Hireman finishes the year well, it's going to take a whole heck of a lot for, for Butt to be able to pass him up. Um, so there we have our tight ends, both Ohio State guys moving up the ranks um, and the tight end position. Let's talk briefly just about some of the guys that I have falling in my ranks. Uh, some are not falling very far, but they're worth mentioning. Uh, others have taken very large falls. So first uh, guy I have falling is Russell Wilson from Seattle. Um, I moved him down to my QB number seven. It's not a huge drop, but I did move a few of the a few guys ahead of him this week. Man, their offensive scheme uh, has changed, and it just made him less valuable. Um, he's had a few big fantasy weeks, um, but they've only come when he's had multiple touchdowns. And so he's, he basically has to throw touchdowns to, to have a great fantasy game because there's just, there are just not enough passing yards or running yards, which, which you know that used to be what we could count on for with Wilson. He's just not accumulating all the yards that we need for him to be a top-tier um, dynasty quarterback. Things could change, you know, from a dynasty's perspective. Um, I wouldn't be trading him off right away or anything like that, but it seems like Seattle's content to keep keep their offense rolling this way. Second quarterback that I had dropping was uh, Joe Flacco. I moved him all the way down to my quarterback, 27. Uh, man, this team's struggling, and they may, they may just be time for them to see what they have in Lamar Jackson. Uh, he was on fire at the start of the year, almost like he was trying to prove something. Uh, he still leads the NFL in number of passes, so they're a pass-happy team. But it just not happened. The last four or five games have been really bad. Um, I believe he'll be watching from the sidelines soon and may need to find a new team if he's unwilling to be a backup. Uh, I just saw while just before recording that there's this new report that he has a hip injury and might not be able to start next year, but that might be just their kind way of making this transition for him and uh, not humiliating him in the process by blaming it on an injury. Uh, that could very well happen this next week after their bye. Um, I've got uh, one running back that fell in the rankings pretty considerably. That would be Bilal Powell. Um, I moved him down to my running back number 73. Uh, hate to move a guy because of injury, but we have to do it. His significant injury. And the fact that um, Elijah McGuire 
really showed well in his first week back. Um, obviously, McGuire's a lot younger, plays a very similar role, um, and could, if they were still on the team together, could likely be the one that beats out Bilal Powell, and it would just be McGuire and Crowell sharing the backfield there. Um, if, he, if that happens, I don't think he's going to have much of an opportunity to play next year, and I suspect that the Jets will actually cut him. Let alone, there's a rumor that uh, the Jets are the team that's actually eyeing Le'Veon Bell, so it could be that none of these guys are going to matter very much if Le'Veon Bell goes there. I've got two wide receivers that I had following in the ranks. Uh, stock down on A.J. Green. I moved him down to uh, wide receiver 13. Uh, it's not a huge drop, obviously, but I did move a couple of the younger guys ahead of him. Uh, this is his second year to have a, a late-season injury, and it just could be that this is a sign of him showing his age. I know all those owners that are maybe have stacked teams and losing him here uh, this last um, week has been pretty pretty rough You know, at the end of your season like this, but... That's happened a couple times now with him, and so I had to move him down as a result. And finally, my last wide receiver that I have moving down the ranks is uh, Taewon Taylor from Tennessee. I moved him down to my wide receiver 79, so pretty good fall for him, probably about 30 spots. It's kind of me saying I'm giving up on him finally. Uh, This one really stinks for me because I've owned him everywhere. I thought this would be the year for his breakout, and it sure looked like it in the preseason. He had a couple of really great preseason games. But now we have a whole half of real season <laughs> to show that just not likely going to happen. Even with the new offensive coordinator there, I thought they're going to find a way to get this guy. So honestly, I am he's, he's my last bubble guy in a lot of my leagues right now, and I think I'm ready to drop him for my rosters. <laughs> the only thing is I said the same thing uh, several years ago about Tyler Boyd and, and have uh, regretted that in the few leagues where I did drop him. Um, I uh, was able to pick him back up in the preseason when I started getting hopeful for Tyler Boyd uh, this last year. So that's been good, but uh, was not. That would be a bummer to to drop him and then see Taewon Taylor go go crazy a year later. But for now, I've dropped him pretty considerably, and he is on the bubble of my rosters. So um, thanks so much for giving us a listen this time. Um, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, let's make it a two-way conversation anytime. You can contact me at DynastyFreaks.com. Until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. 